it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Benz Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. I'll let you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. But welcome, welcome to the live show of Say Your Mind. Um, well, we'll do it properly. Welcome to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as what, what? Say Your Mind! Thank you, that's what this is now here for. So I've got it, got it to hand. <laughs> so, like I said, today it's got a slightly different setup, but we'll start with the bit. It's more about you being part of this. It's called Say Your Mind, but um, um, you rarely get to say your mind or some of you are short to like write in. Quite a lot of you do. So thank you to the people that do write in. So, um, I'm, oh, that's it. That's better. So um, who would like to join me on stage to help me with the tarot? Oh, that was fast. That was fast. <laughs> I just said, who would like to? <laughs> I haven't even heard what the question is yet. <laughs> Come on, join me. Woo! <laughs> Come through. Nice giving us plaid. I'm loving it. Yes. Outfit, outfit, outfit. <laughs> yes. Hi. Oh, you, you do? Oh, okay, sure. Okay. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Charmaine. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> That's all I've got. I'm really, really nervous now. Hi, I'm an addict. I'm also an addict. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome. All right, cool. So, you're going to help me find the message for the collective. Oh, God. Okay. Right, I'll get these out for you. So I'm using the Modern Witch um, Tarot deck. It's the new one that I've been waiting for forever. It's here now. I'm so glad. All of your energy is so wonderful. I actually did not want to do this today. I feel so tired. But <laughs> this gave me all of the energy. So here you go. So grab it or hold it for a while. Um, from the audience, what kind, of, what kind of question are we thinking about? What's the direction? What are we thinking? Oh, that was a deep Without knowing what's going to come up, I'll shuffle this one. 
for the advice. So this is from the Say Your Mind Affirmation card deck. Who has these? Oh, wonderful. Well, oh, look at... We need the it again. The ones who are silently proud of themselves. They're like, well, <laughs> We need it again. The others are shamed. We're ashamed. We need it again. No, we'll be back. Something similar will be back. Georgina, big up yourself. Woo! Georgina's the one that did all the amazing illustrations on these. They won a round two. They won a round two. They want us to roll back. Please, through. Georgina, please. <laughs> sis. We'll talk. That's it. Okay, so, and I'll do these ones. Okay. So pick out three for me. Ooh. That one's picked itself. That Seven of Swords. Okay. So there's another one here. And another one. <laughs> and another one. Okay. In, oh, Ten of Pentacles. Okay. And then just one. Let's go this one. Okay. Oh, okay. Nice. All right. Cool. Cool. So we'll start with those. You can hold on to them for now because we might need more clarifiers and you'll let us know. You'll let us know if you need clarifiers. So the first one that came out was the te uh, Seven of Swords. Um, it's really cute because Melissa um, Stoll's done it, so it's got like black figures and different, just different types of people on the cards and re way more inclusive. So Seven of Swords usually speaks to people not being themselves. Like, so the, so the advice, oh, let me grab the mic. I, I'm used to projecting when I'm an actor. <laughs> so um, the card that came out is the Seven of Swords and usually this shows up when people aren't being themselves. Um, so you're not appearing, you're not appearing in the world as you should. Um, you're probably like trying to dim your own light or trying to be smaller than you are. Or some people, you know, like you take a job that, you know, is paid way less than you deserve, but you're just like, oh, um, <laughs> you're like, but I'm changing career paths. So let me just take this massive pay cut because, you know, It'll get me into this new thing. But it's bunning you. It's bunning you. Like, it's bunning you. You're feeling it. You're feeling it. And if it's not, the reason I thought about, um, the reason I thought about a job is because the next card is the Ten of Pentacles, but it could be anything really. Or it might be like relationships that you're not really showing up as who you are. Maybe the person is a bit of a dickhead and you're just like, oh, you know, maybe over time, you know, they will, they will simmer down. They'll settle. Like, and they'll, but people rarely change people rarely change. So that's something to kind of bear in mind. So going into 2020, you're being asked, I guess, to be more of yourself, regardless of who likes it and doesn't like it, because nobody knows tomorrow. So if you're going to spend all of your time pretending to be who you're not, things can change in the blink of an eye. And then you spent your life being a fake. So just considering that it's scary because I think people are always scared to kind of live their truth because they're scared of losing people. But you lose people. I've lost so many people along the way. People I didn't ever think that I would fall out with or whatever. And that's not, I'm always saying, that's not to say that they're the bad guy or I'm the good person. No, sometimes you just outgrow people. And yeah, and you know, we've all got different paths to go on. I always see it like a tram because Croydon is the only one with trams. Huh? Um, <laughs> sorry, Georgina, that was no, no, that was no shame. <laughs> I mean, it's actually very efficient. I don't know why I'm being mean. So, <laughs> so like, you're like, you know what? I'm getting off at stop C and this person has to get off at stop A for where they're going. Maybe their house is there or whatever. Why the fuck do you want them to follow you to stop C 
food because that's where your house is. That's not where their house is. So it's like bearing in mind that we all have different stops to get off. And it's rather than like getting vexed and shouting at them to, through the video, through the video, through the window, like you prick, you prick. And then your tram's moving on. You're like, <laughs> like, <laughs> just accept that that's where they needed to get off. And it's okay. You just continue where you're going. And if you're the person that needs to get off, on their thing, then, you know, Oga, pack yourself. Pack yourself, <laughs> move yourself to the side. But the reason you're being asked to show up as more of yourself is because the Ten of Pentacles, and like, this is the full card. This is really what you want in your life. You want the Ten of Pentacles. It's not just about money. It's about family. It's about stability. And it's about guidance from ancestors as well. So some of you might have like, I don't know, grandparents or parents who've passed away. So there's like this en energy of like, they're watching over you. No one's trying to have you broke out here. They didn't pass away so you can be a brokey in this physical realm. Like, the, like everything's coming together. Like you've got the support, you've got their guidance to help you in all of that. And the only way you're going to get what you deserve is by showing up as who you are. So everyone's like, God bless me. Or whatever you believe in, bless me, bless me, bless me, right? But how do I know the blessings for you if you're not even behaving like yourself? Like, how do I find you in a crowd of people? <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so that's really it. Like, you're not being, you're, you can't be found because you're not appearing as who you are. And um, the blessings are for who you are destined to be, not who you currently are. So because, I, and you know, I think I've said it on the podcast before, you know, like some people, um, they get, they shoot to fame really, really quickly and then they don't know how to handle it. Yeah, because they can't, it, it caught, it was too fast. It was too fast for them. So you have to bear that in mind that you, your prayer should be that you are the person you need to be when your blessings arrive. Not that your blessings will arrive and then you're now trying to like scuttle and get yourself in order and you're like getting rude to people in your comment section. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you can't be doing any of that. You can't be fighting people. Note to self. You can't be fighting people. <laughs> you can't be arguing with people when all of that happens. So, and um, what will help you with that? We've got the moon. The moon in reverse. So, usually the moon upright talks about intuition and finding your way in the darkness. But I feel like the moon in reverse is reminding you that you have to trust your intuition. You have to trust your gut. I feel like we live in a society that tells you that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And especially if you're like um, from a marginalized community, whether that's because of your race, gender, um, and or sexual orientation, you're told that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about all of the time. And so you start second guessing yourself, like maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but you do, you have to believe in yourself and nobody has to see your vision for it to be valid. If you said tomorrow, fuck it, I'm gonna... I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to manufacture skipping ropes. Fine. <laughs> that is your choice if you want to manufacture skipping ropes because we don't know what's going to happen in this world. Like suddenly there might be a skipping rope craze. But if you're, <laughs> if you're waiting for someone to go, no, bitch, like skipping ropes were so 1998. No, we use them in secondary school. We don't use that anymore. Like you're going to, if I listen to people, um, even before starting this podcast, so people um, try to give me advice here and there now regarding this podcast and like, oh, it's so sweary. It's so this, it's so that. Um, but I feel like if I'd said to someone at the very beginning, so I'm going to create a podcast and I'm going to call it Suck Your Mum. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's wonderful. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Maybe consider another, you know, like people will try to move you from the path that you know in your heart and soul that is one for you. Like you don't have to justify it to anybody. If they don't get it, that's their wahala, wahala. You just leave them to it. So um, that's really it. So in, um, you know, in summary, show up as who you are. Because a lot of you, a lot of us aren't showing up as who we are. We're trying to be smaller. And I feel like sometimes that's maybe from trauma as well. If you've grown up in a household where your personality was seen as too big or you were like the black sheep, I always find that annoying. But, you know, you, know, you, you find that you're always kind of resenting your own, your, your own personality. You know that it's who you are and who you're destined to be, but you keep thinking about other people and yeah, and how they feel about it. And you can't think about other people and what they feel about it. This is who you are. You came to the world to be this. So be that. Otherwise, what's the point? You're just wasting hours of breath on what exactly? On holding it. So, um, and the reason that's come out, be more yourself because the blessings that that you've been praying for, that your heart truly, truly desires can only be given to you when you show up as more of yourself and trust your intuition. You don't need anyone to tell you this is the right or wrong way to be. Be who you are. And as long as you know that it's kind and you can sleep at night, then that's it. Everyone else can go suck out. Um, And uh, we're from the Say Your Mind affirmation card deck. The card that came out is blessings continue to slide in the DMs of my higher consciousness. Look at that. As you're reading this, your higher self is welcoming blessings that you will serve you in the biggest ways. So that's it. That's for everyone. Like, I don't feel like your 2020 is one that will be filled with bad news. You've got lots of good news. All of us have got great news coming our way. That doesn't mean we're not going to have to do a lot of work, but we're going to have to do fucking loads of work. And a lot of it is actually intuitive work. You're going to have to just trust your gut. There's nothing. There's no rhyme or reason that tells you that this is the right thing to do. You just have to know. And if someone asks you, well, how do you know that? I just know. That that's, that's the only way around it. And then the other card that came out from the Marcella Kroll deck was the talisman. And I did a reading for someone, an MP3 reading for someone earlier this week, and they got the talisman as well. But I'll just read what it says, number 31. So it says here... It says... The talisman represents new doors opening for you now. New pathways are possible at this time. It also invites you to find or create and charge an appropriate symbol, amulet or mantra to help support your current endeavors or healing. Empower this talisman with your intention to ensure its magic in your everyday life. Meditate with this card to act as a powerful road opener to a new adventure, opportunities, or to discover hidden talismans of power, love, and peace. So that's that. I find that that I find that really helpful. I've always got a piece of jewelry or something that I have on at any time, depending on situations. They don't have to have any magical power. No one has to believe in it. As people can be like, "Haha, that's fucking stupid," but it's, it's it's for you. It's more of a thing that what it does for you and what it reminds you of. So, um, whenever I do shows, for instance, or live shows or big events, I always wear my black obsidian. For me, that's a reminder to be truthful, to be confident, and to not absorb other people's energy, whether good or bad, just like leave people with their own energy and firmly exist in my own space. So find that thing, whatever it is, it can be a small crystal or a piece of jewelry that you've got from a family member. Maybe it's the family member that passed away, whatever, whatever you've got, 
keep it close to you at all times because people will try to move mad. People will try to give you energy or project things that aren't yours. And just having that thing with you at all, all the time, especially when you're going to maybe those big meetings or whatever you're doing, just to remind you that you are that boss. Like you don't, you're not a dickhead out here. Yeah. You're a dickhead in recovery, but you're not a dickhead out here. So that will, that will remind you. So that's, that really for the tarot part, but do you need any clarifiers? Because Charmaine's here with the clarifier card. We good? God, I sunk. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> God, I'm glad it resonated. Thank you, Charmaine. Woo! Thank you. So, moving into share your magnificence. I think I've got a couple of letters, but before I have a letter, who wants to share random magnificence with me? Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Two slaps on my chest. Thank you. <laughs> Anyone else who wants to come up who's got a random share your magnificence that you want? It could be about you, you know. I feel like some of you don't big up yourselves enough. You write to me about other people like, oh, I think Mary's doing wonderful work. <laughs> That's wonderful for Mary. How about you, George? So up, up you come. Up you come. Woo! Mind your head. That's it. <laughs> Here you go. Join me. What's your name? Aisha. 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 Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so for everyone in the room who has a cervix, if you haven't had your cervical screening test done in the last three years, please go and get your pum pum checked. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, and I guess my share, your magnificence, is I went through about two years of a severe like depression, burnout state, blah, blah, blah. And when I least expected it, that's when um, I was called by BBC, Vox Africa, all these other places to actually advocate for particularly women of black and ethnic minority background, particularly in London, 25 to 35, which pretty much summarizes most people in here to say for us to take our health more seriously. So I guess showing my magnificence is in case of like showing up as my true self, yes. because even though I wasn't feeling my best or people would ask me, what am I doing for work, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, mm, I just care about like black folks and our health and actually speaking up about it. Yeah. So breaking taboos, like what you were saying about, oh, it's an awfully sweary podcast or yeah. whatever. Breaking those taboos when my auntie was seeing me on BBC talking about the cervix, you know, whilst they're having their porridge in the morning was a bit like... <laughs> She said, we don't need to shave. Like, what is that about? So, yeah, even like coming out here tonight, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so tired when I go home. And it's taken a lot to like step out. But I thought when you were like, come on, guys, pick yourself up. I thought, why not? Yeah. The customary two slaps on your chest. Off you go. That's the one. That's the one. Well done. Thank you, Aisha. Thank you. Woo! <laughs> nice. Thank you. So the letter I have uh, says here, Hey, Kalechi, firstly, thank you for your wonderful weekly tarot readings. It's been mad how, how much some of them have related to my moods during the weeks I listen to them. I often use them to get my thoughts in order and to tackle things I'm feeling. So thank you for your guidance. 
onto the card you picked up last week, the star in reverse, you interpreted it as being about problems with self-belief, something I could totally relate to. And it got me thinking about the people around me who are achieving great things, who should know that they are bosses with no doubt. One such person that came to mind was my studio mate, Aisata Ibrahima. She launched her eponymous fashion labels, uh, season, summer, spring, summer 20 lookbook last month, Big Tings. I work very closely to her in the studio and I can tell you that the hustle she put in to finish her collection was the real deal. I'm talking sleepless nights spent toiling fabric and finishing detail. Seeing her collection as a finished ensemble shows the work she put in was not in vain as it is a beautiful tailored collection of suit jackets and two pieces and the blush spiring tones are divine. Isata is truly that of someone who has worked her way up to build her dreams. Having studied design in uni, she worked the shop floor in Celine throughout to get a closer inside knowledge of working for a big label. She balanced this job with a design internship at another notable fashion label before landing a job in Victoria Beckham's design team. However, she's still craving something more. She took the final leap and focused full-time on creating her own label this year. If you look at the lookbook, you'll see that she is all about excellence, attention to detail, and simple sophistication. Her clothes are made for pure bosses, women and non-binary people taking up space in professional industries, stunters who do not um, have to work hard to stunt. And she wants celebrating blackness to be a central part of her campaign imagery, something I, of course, am all for. Though it's a super small team of only Aisata and one assistant, and I know she can't wait to grow, her collection has already caught the eye of Kiki Palmer's stylist, and I can't wait until I see it worn on the likes of Solange, Michelle Obama, and yourself, Mrs. Kelechi Okafor. <laughs> uh, she's truly someone who's doing magnificent things. So do check out her work and give her love on her Instagram. She is at Aisata Ibrahima. Uh, that's it. Big love from my, um, to my Nigerian sis, Rona. Thank you. That's truly, truly wonderful and I think that that listening to that chart Isata's kind of journey charts what we covered in the tarot like she start, she had to you know start somewhere and kind of weave and wind her way until she was just like you know what no I'm going out on my own and I'm just going to do it and she's done it now like you might as well do the thing and I've said it before like I don't believe in trying I don't know what that means really to try did you do it or did you not do it because trying doesn't <laughs> makes sense that are you saying that you half did it what percentage did you do of it like it's so if you're if you're doing it you've done it and I think trying is just a way of being like well you know you're protecting yourself from failure and I again I don't feel like there's any such thing there are lessons um and that's it you just move on from there and you keep it pushing so that's that for share your magnificence now what's the name of the podcast you, some of you are so suck. <laughs> so it's unofficially called Suck Your Mum, but officially, obviously, we know it as Say Your Mind. And I wanted to make sure that this time round, I get as many of you to say your mind as much as possible. That's why I said to you that you'll be invited on stage. Um, I'm not going to force you, but I promise you, it is so freeing to just get up and just say whatever just comes to your mind. Literally say it. You have 30 seconds. Listen again. 
Open your ears. Well, well. You have 30 seconds. If you now decide that you want to do war and peace on that mic, <laughs> I'll just go on my mic. Doo -doo -doo -doo, and I'll start blocking out what you're saying. You have 30 seconds. So I think, I think it's fine here. Yeah? Cool. So 30 seconds for you to sit here and we'll just clap. No matter what you say, we're going to clap. Yeah? That's the <laughs> you can tell us the shopping that you did today. We're going to be like, woo! Like, it's not for us to judge what you want to say. You've just got 30 seconds to say whatever it is. Jonathan will be keeping a track of the time. And um, let's go. Let's go. First person up. Off you come. Come on. Let's go. You don't have to ask me. It's your 30 seconds. Up you come. Next person, prepare yourself. Whoever's going next. Yeah, sit down. Off you go. 30 seconds starts. Um, well, I've always been a plus size. Is this, is this on? Is it on? Can you hear me? So I don't know what We'll, we'll rewind. Uh, this is why you shouldn't be here. You always misbehave. <laughs> All right, let's go. 30 seconds again. Cool. Okay, so I've always been a plus size girl and always felt really, really shy about it. Like I'm bubbly and stuff, but I've, under the surface, I've always been uncomfortable about it. But I said, do you know what? Yeah, 2020 no more. This is why I look like this is why I am. You've got to like it, you don't fucking like it. So <laughs> So as a challenge to myself, me and my friend, um, this 2020 coming, we're gonna be wearing the skimpiest mask costume. I love Yes! That's it, thank, thank you. you! Look at that, perfect, perfect! <laughs> Woo! All right, next person, let's go! Good. Hi guys, um, I just wanted to say I, I had a really big moment yesterday because I'm dating a guy who has children, I don't have children. And the mother of his children, while she might be lovely to her family, she's a fucking nightmare to me, right? And so yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, she created a lot of drama. And normally if somebody comes at me, I'm like defensive. I'm like 10 punches before you throw one. But I got on my big woman knickers and I was like, you know what, babes, let's just calm down. And let's talk about it. And she ended up looking like the arsehole that she obviously is. And uh, I left that situation glowing. And I feel fucking amazing. Let's go. Let's go. I'm loving this. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go. Okay, I have something very profound to say, guys. Season your mushrooms, okay? I hate when I go to a restaurant and they don't season their mushrooms. We already know mushrooms have a very overpowering taste when you're having a full English breakfast, so just season them and fry your eggs properly. I don't want to be drinking my eggs. They're not to be dragged, they're to be eaten. Thank you. Have a great night. Hi guys, um, my name is Hafsa. I'm the age of Jesus, aka 33. Um, 
My entire life has been about being docile and well-mannered and, you know, being a good Muslim girl. And that's all good and well. But like you were saying before about being fake and being yourself, I think God already knows I'm bad mind. So I'm already... <laughs> I might as well tell everybody Sorry. we can It's cool. So I don't think God meant Somali girls. I think he meant the rest of the world. <laughs> She says, say your mind. Yes. <laughs> go, go, go. Anyway, I was going to say, yesterday, while I was at work, no, Friday, while I was at work, I'm a supervisor at Wembley. It's a very boring detail. But anyway, these guys were not acting as they should do. And I told them to get to do something. And they said, oh, she, might, she must be on her period. She's such a bitch. She must oh. be on her period. Do you know what? That's absolutely fine. I said, that's okay. You can go home early. That's absolutely fine. And that's what I did. And you know what? Because my mother did not put me on this earth to struggle mm. and people to call me a bitch and tell me I'm on my period. So I said, goodbye. You're absolutely fine. Go home. Good. And I would not have had that confidence to do that a year ago. So I'm very happy. I'm waiting for some of you people to be getting yourself ready. Don't hold it in. You'll forever hold your peace, Abby. Don't, don't hold your peace, though. Don't hold your pieces. All right. Hello. Hi. So bear with me. A huge fuck you to corporations and small businesses that underpay their staff. I make you £2,000 a day. Why the fuck are you paying me under London living wage? Okay. No Christmas bonus, no commission, no nothing. And then you go on holiday five times a year like it's cool. Like, mm. do you see change on my neck? Slavery is over. Long oh. time ago. Like... Yes. One more thing. January, I start a new job. Right, good evening, everyone. Um, last year, I made the active decision to start going on solo holidays. So people, right, people have been telling me, oh, James, like, you need to go away by yourself. And I'd, I always said, look, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to go there. I'm going to be in the hotel room. I'm just going to be on my phone for the whole trip. And then I'm going to come home and say, oh, I had a good time. But genuinely, guys, from last year, I've been on at least, I've been on four solo holidays in the space from 2018 to now. I've been to Dubrovnik. I went to Paris. I've been to Madrid. And I took my mom to Rome last year for her birthday as a treat. Go on holiday by yourselves. Find yourselves. Find the joy within yourself and you will have the best time. Seriously. Do you see how James used the mic there? Like a professional. He was there with the mic like this. All of you follow suit. Well done, James. Thank you. Thank you. Next person. Let's go. Hey. Hey. Hi, everybody. Boris Johnson. <laughs> um, I've suffered from depression for quite a while and um, I listened to Kalechi and she brought out the, the best person in me. Thank 
Um, just a friend of mine mentioned to me when I said I was trying to be nice. She said, don't be nice. Just try to be kind. Yeah? You don't know what others are going through. Um, in my life, I'm a bus driver. Um, <laughs> remember, your life is in my hand and I care. That's all. Some of us do care. It's not just a job. Some of us do care. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Did you hear that? Move mad, motherfuckers. Move mad. <laughs> Let's go. I didn't trip. I'm very pleased. Okay, so I'm 29. Okay, I'm 29. I only started saying my mind at the age of 27. So I just want to say, heart disease is the leading cause of killers in black women. Let it go. Don't take on every single thing. We cannot come and die. We cannot put ourselves down. I can't come and kill myself. I can't come and kill myself. But, but I also want to say thank you very much to the black women who have pushed me to where I am now, yourself included, thank you. for the spaces you guys create. Black women are awesome. I love you. Thank you. Yes. Come through. Come through, Rotty. Makeup artist. Beat my face. This was Rotty's work. Off you go. Hi, guys. Um, I just want to say this year I've been wearing less and going out more. Scoot! 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 <laughs> I've lost like 25 kilos. Like, it's been, it's been big. And I also want to shout out my friend Misha, who got a new job in her in the role she's been wanting for so long. So yeah. All right, let's go. Don't be scared. I'm glad I'm seeing you coming, joining, joining the line like this. It's wonderful. <laughs> joining, joining. Hello. Hi. First off, fuck Boris. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Fuck Boris, fuck Boris. Um, oh God, this is really nerve-wracking, isn't it? Um, okay, so I'm an actor. I do lots of training and I am sick to death of... I'm in actor training and I've had people not look me in the eye, not want to touch me, not want to, you know, make eye contact. So I've been thinking about this for a while. I'm just thinking if I say it up here, I have to commit to this, don't I? Uh, I'm committing, and I'm going to commit to making this actor training that is for us. Yes. yes. And all the white people that want, I am sorry, you're not coming in, you're not invited. This is our space. I am creating a safe space for black actors and black actors of color. So I am sick of it. Thank you. So, um, I'm Kaysen. Yeah. Okay. I'm Kaysen. I want to first say I hope everyone's paying attention, collecting the gems. I flew all the way from New York just to hear this. Yes. So, pay attention. Um, <laughs> also, um, I want to encourage everyone to say yes. The whole year I've said yes to things that have scared me, challenged me, um, any sort of thing, just yes to 
Only thing I've ever wanted to do, it's been the best year of my life. I'm traveling the world to getting jobs I always wanted. So just say yes and see what happens. It's always going to be great. Hello, everyone. My name is Dora. I'm, I'm a foreign doctor who came to work in the NHS because I believe in the National Health Service. Um, I want you to know that the average cost of childbirth is anywhere between $10,000 to $30,000 on privatized healthcare. So um, please embrace the blessing you currently have and make the right decision when it comes to vote. <laughs> Somebody's now told you on the 12th if you move mad. God is watching. God is watching. Hi. Hi guys, I'm Huda. I just want to tell everyone to love themselves. It's something that I've been struggling with for a long time and I'm learning to do because the minute you do love yourselves, you can love other people. And I think that's the major thing that we're missing around the world. Like people are dying. They're literally losing their lives. They're not able to do the things that we can do. So whatever we can do for them is love ourselves, love them back, and just try, you know, just try to be a community how, how, how we're meant to be. Yeah. That's, that's all I want to bring out in this world. Thank in this you. world. Um, so no one's gone over so far. Next person, let's go. Don't wait for me. Just roll on up. Come right up. Right. Hey. Hi. Um, my name is Precious. And hey. I just wanted to give a shout out to me and my friend Lisa, who I came here with today. Um, <laughs> we both graduated this year. We did it. <laughs> it was hard. Um, we went, so we went to a really, really white uni. Um, and then we studied anthropology and, wow. and politics. She did politics as well. And it's just like we were always in a space where we were very opinionated and people didn't want to hear our opinions. Yeah. And I just, you know, I got a reputation. She got a reputation. Yeah. Um, but I'm just really proud of us for graduating and not letting people silence us. Yes. And still sharing our opinion and being like, no, you're wrong and let me tell you why. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Precious. Let's go. Oh, God. Here she comes. Hi there. My name's Diana. So, I got a job this year that I thought was um, a dream job, and they fucking tried me. So, I sent the most fucking Caucasian email in the whole fucking world. I wanted to be a dickhead and slapped someone, but no, I didn't. I sent a lovely email and I cried black tears so they could be more important than white tears. Sorry, no shade to the white people in the room. And also one thing before I go, guys, don't let anyone fucking try you and only give, only give when your cup is full and run off the fuck over. Don't give nothing. I want some 23. Oh. So, unless your cup 
is fucking spilling over into the fucking road. That's when you fucking share shit. <laughs> That's Diana, my baby girl forever. Troublemaker for life. <laughs> gang, gang. All right, let's go. Oh, those who were here last year will recognize Layla. She's wearing more clothes. That's why. That's why. Pole dancer extraordinaire. This one. All right, let's go. I had the fucking best wank of my life. Yeah! <laughs> I just want to encourage you all to do the same if you if you can and if you want to. And also come to the studio, but don't wank at the studio, obviously. Come to the studio and take some classes. Woo! Thank you. <laughs> Let's go, next person. Thank you, Layla. Uh, so, so I just turned 26 and Woo! last week is uh, my birthday week. Okay. Um, yes. I realized that like self-doubt is fucking crippling. And like in order to like really become who you are, like I was listening to everything that you were saying and it's like being authentic and really fucking saying fuck you to self-doubt is a big thing and just being like no i'm gonna be who i am that is a big thing just like be like yes, yes. <laughs> Woo! hey annie Hi. <laughs> Hi, my name's Annie. I next Sunday is six months of me living in London. I moved here from New Zealand. And I just have to say, like, making friends as an adult was fucking difficult. Um, but today I went to football with some random woman and it was really, really fun. And I hate sport, but I did it and I made friends. And I just want to say, be nice to strangers. Talk to people, like some random twat on the tube tried to argue with me about Toryism. He doesn't need to talk to people. But everyone else, <laughs> talk to people, be nice. And as a really independent person, like I need to let people in and make friends, but also like value my alone time and take myself on dates. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Everybody. My name is Nora. Uh, I hope you're having a great time. I'm so excited to be here at Nick Kalechi. Um, and the Receipts Podcast Girls over there. Amazing. Um, I would just like to say as um, a woman, a woman of African descent, I think as we kind of are given a lot of responsibility. I know from family, from work, and it's just like you're meant to be doing it. Not always, it's not always after, for example, my brothers or other men um, in our family or our community. And I know I've had a lot on my shoulders and I don't always say it. You just feel like it's your duty that you just have to do it. And maybe you feel a bit guilty if you don't. And I think I reached a point where sometimes I'm like, I have to stop and do things for myself. Mm. Uh, not to bring the mood down, but I lost my brother two years ago, coming up this week. And um, he was the funniest person in my family. So he's kind of the light of my life. So it was really tough 
Um, but I know that he would want me to be happy yeah. and enjoy myself. And the thing that I do is very similar to the man who came up earlier is go on solo holidays by myself. So it's the best thing in the world. Don't be afraid of doing it. It's the best thing in the world. I go and I mainly travel in Africa, Latin America, but mainly Africa. And I'm so welcomed. North Africa, not so much, but you know. <laughs> you know how it is. But Sub-Saharan Africa, amazing. I'm off to Senegal, hopefully in about a week, inshallah. And I can't wait and just do it and do it. I used to do it because I was curious and interested. And now I do it as just like healing and self-care. And you have to do what you want to do, whatever it is you, you do. You just, just take that time for yourself and enjoy life. Hey, come through, join me. Hey. I'm loving this one piece, thanks. Thank you very much. <laughs> I like yours. Thanks. Um, so my name's Maria, and um, I just wanted to probably echo a lot of the sentiment that's already been said about, like, edification. I'm just really grateful for podcasts like yourselves, like the receipts, like my friendship group that's here. Some of them don't even know each other, but they will do by the end of the night. Um, and, like, I'm just really grateful for other women of colour that continuously edify me and encourage encouraged me to do stuff and I feel really grateful for like forums like this where I feel like I'm not the only one that's doing that mm. and I, I feel replenished to like give back my cup is running over <laughs> can you see they're not listening to you <laughs> all right come through hey okay so as somebody who has survived domestic abuse from surviving to actually thriving, I'm tired of people saying, why did you not just leave? Yes? If I was to tell you right now to go to your house and leave everything that you know behind, your passport, your family, even sometimes your children, let me see how that easy is it for you. The next time somebody says, you know, they're in a situation like that, don't say, why didn't you just leave? Ask them, how can I help you? we wanted to come up here to say first and foremost wow. thank you for teaching me how to eloquently be on clod oh. like <laughs> because of you I am always on clod on time whenever I'm ready and we just meant to say thank you for being a voice when we've been silenced like we really really appreciate you and we love you for what you do and I feel emotional but I'm not gonna cry um, but yeah, that's what I want to come and say. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. Everyone here sees you, we appreciate you, and we are forever rooting for you. And thank you. Wait, 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 wait. A personal thing for me. Thank you for just being you and for also yeah. showing that you can be a, a mum and be fucking amazing as well. Like, you can be a mum and you can still do what you're doing and go, you can still get up on that pole and you can still, like, you know what? I feel like sometimes we're seen as just mums and we're not just mums. We are more than that. So thank you so much for showing everyone that we can actually do that. 
I've got a word as well. I also just want to say thank you as well, just for your support. Um, I love the podcast. I listen religiously. It's my favourite thing. And, and it never gets unnoticed every time you mention us. And you don't have to do that. You don't have to mention us on your platform at all. And um, we're just really grateful. And we love you. All together now. Thank you very much. Oh my God, it feels like Christmas has come early. Like, if, if you listen to podcasts, you know how much I fucking love the Receipts podcast. I love them with all of my heart because they just, they've been out here from early, consistent. When you say consistent, when you just say all of the blessings. May 2020 just be bigger than your wildest dreams. All of, all three of you, like actual bad girls, bad girls. Thank you. In the next. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm quite shy, but um, my name is Sadani, and I just want to give a big shout out to my friend Phil, who came with me today. He doesn't know anything about you, about you but he doesn't know. He doesn't know, he doesn't Sorry, know what Phil. to expect. Sorry. But, <laughs> but, he, but he whispered to me that he's enjoying it, so that's a good oh, thing. You but better. I, <laughs> but I just want to give a big, a big shout out to him, because literally anything, like that guy just drops anything. Like he's like the most like um, committed and just a great friend. I just love him. <laughs> I just want to say publicly, I love you, Brit. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brett. Thank you. All right. Hey, Demetrius. Hey. See, you'll know him. You'll know Demetrius. Hi. Um, so I've been before Demetrius starts I'm not even going to cut him off this is one person that's like literally an angel he's an angel because even when I took down Patreon let me just tell you even when I took down Patreon Demetrius would message me and be like what's your PayPal and and every so often like you just dash in chunks of money it's like I just want to make sure that you've got what you need to be to be able to actually make the podcast and keep doing what you're doing and I feel like it's amazing so you're magnificent to me because I know I'm notoriously bad. I don't know if it's the African in me, the Nigerian in me, the Igbo in me, the Yoruba. I don't know, but I'm notoriously bad at asking for help. And I will do strong face and I'll be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. But and loving the podcast has meant that I've had to sacrifice on so many other things to make sure that I continuously um, get to make it. And that's why, you know, I had to invest in things at home. But the fact that whenever I would look just randomly in my PayPal, Demetrius would be there every so often. So thank you. Thank you very much. So um, I've been dealing with lots of social anxiety the last couple of years. And by committing to therapy over the last year and committing to my relationship with God and committing to Tara as well, thank yes. you. Um, I've had the best 2019 of my entire life. Woo! And I've realised that when God has your back, he can come for you. Who can? Who can? Thank you, Demetrius. Hey, congratulations. Hey. <laughs> I'm like, you're like, 
God. What you Guys, my baby has been kicking me like go on the stage. So um, I'm a bit nervous. My name's Shantise. Hello, everyone. Um, so yeah, I am 34 weeks pregnant. And yes, this is my first baby. And I'm going to be so honest. I've had so many dickheads trying me on public transport. And honestly, I've literally, I was on the bus one time. Some guy had like eggs and stuff on the seat. I'm looking at him like, okay, you need to stand up. He's like, I'm getting off the next door. I said, I literally looked at him and was just like, you need to move. I will just wait. <laughs> so he actually picked his stuff up. And Kalechi, honestly, you've been helping me just so much for the last few years, especially being pregnant. As I know you have your son. I'm having a baby boy as well. Yes. Yeah, so um, just thank you. Thank you for being amazing. And you just helped me throughout my pregnancy as well. So yeah. So thank you. <laughs> like to just chip in here and there. Next. <laughs> Let's go. See some beautiful people. Always. Hi. Hi. Kayla. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, so my name's Carrera. Um, I just wanted to say the last three and a half years, um, I've gone through quite a hard time with self-esteem and confidence. Um, I was going to say I was a professional dancer. I am a professional dancer. Um, I had my son, my first and only child for now, three and a half years ago. I went from a size 12 to a size 16. I forgot who I was. And I kind of suffered from imposter syndrome where I was telling the world that I was a dancer but didn't look like the stereotypical dancer, you know, that you will see out there. Um... And I just wanted to let the world know that you will hear my name. Amen. 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 And I was not just a dancer in the past. I am a dancer. I'm going to continue to follow my dreams. Yeah. Woo! Big up yourself. Thank you. That's it. Wherever you say you are is who you are. No one can tell you a motherfucking thing. You are. Because that speaker's really trying to take somebody's head. <laughs> Evening, everyone. Hi. Um, my name's Alicia, um, and I work in events, and I'm also very single. I've been single for a long time. <laughs> However, I've decided, I have decided, 2020, no fucks given. Amen. I'm living my single best life. There's nothing wrong with being a black woman and being single, or what, whichever your sexual orientation. I had to find that out the hard way. So many dating sites, so many horror stories. I could write 10 books. But wow. you know what? That's in the past. The future's straightforward. And also, thank you so much, Kalechi. Oh, Sorry, I need to give you a hug. Thank You're you. a legend. You. She makes me happy every Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. This pressure on people to not be single. And then now, when you now go and trick your head into something that's not working for you, nobody will come and extract you from there. Nobody. So leave people alone and let them be single in peace, Jerry. Oh my God! <laughs> hey, beautiful people. Um, I, we hear a lot about strong black women, but today I want to say, I, there's a piece of art here that I commissioned. Artists over there, Graham. Just give them away. Hey, Graham! Um, and it's... It's a piece of art that is based on a photo of you that something I want to see more of is black woman joy. And this is the picture. <laughs> Thanks, Graham! Thank you. We need, we need more of this. 
fine. Um, strong black women are fine, but thank I would you. love to see joy. Thank More you. joy. Oh, thank you so much. I so love you. Everyone's just giving me presents. Giving me presents. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Taking that home. That one's going home. Thank you. Hi. Um, sorry, it was hair wash day today. Take your time, like, do you? <laughs> so, um, thank you so much for creating such an amazing spa uh, safe space for us all to just kind of like you know, have peace, realize we're not alone and just keep going and keep moving. So thank you so much. Um, I kind of, I've got a few things I wanted to say. First thing, <laughs> but not going over my time. First thing is, um, is I've been angry and tired for so long, constantly having to deal with other people's shit, deal with other people's warped perspectives on life, on, on everything, that now I'm just like going forward. If I'm annoyed with something, I'm going to do something about it. And just, you know, whether it's a project, whether it's helping other people, whether it's mentoring, whatever, I'm just going to try and rather than sit there moaning, I'm going to try and do something about it. And I just encourage everyone, if you've got the time, if you've got the space to do the same, because we can't rely on governments to like, do things for us we've got to do it ourselves so so that's the first thing second thing is <laughs> second thing is, sorry sorry second 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 thing is especially with people with like careers and things like that and people are telling you no 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 keep going until you find your yes, yes. because you will find your yes um and then i can't remember what the third thing was but yeah, thank, you. <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> thank you hey <laughs> Don't worry, take your time. Hi. Hello. First of all, you look fit as fuck. Fit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's Monty, and I've been going through a. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I've been going through a, a Sally and HR issue for the last three months. <laughs> but I don't think my employers realise that um, I'm on Ijani me. Oh, Kony Dafu. Oh, Kony Dafu. That's how she said it. It will never be well with them because I will rip them a new asshole. <laughs> Sally in HR, everywhere. Sally's everywhere. And we're still deciding whether she'll come as a podcast or web series or whatever, or both. I don't know. We'll see. Hey. Hey, Naomi. Hi. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity because I've never seen something like this before, but it's really empowering, I think. Um, I wanted to say two things. Firstly, 29 tried to finish me this year, but it will not finish me. There are only three weeks left and I'm going to make it. <laughs> um, so I'm grateful for this space. I'm grateful for therapy. I'm grateful for being able to take self-care and also, you know, you and other people who are sort of encouraging everyone to do that. Secondly, I'm about a year and a half into my natural hair journey and it's the best thing I ever did. Um, I put relaxer into my hair for 17 years, even though it was burning my scalp. And I don't understand why. I don't know who convinced me that straight hair is better. It's not. And I'm just really grateful that I finally realized that. Thank, Thank you. you. Miles, my baby boy. Handsome boy. Handsome. Ah! Omoto fine, Niger boy. 
Hello, guys. Uh, first of all, well done, Kalechi. You look fucking beautiful tonight. Nice things. Um, I want to first of all say that a lot of us, especially coming from a black family, I feel like the ideology of family is everything can be weaponized against us. And when your family don't support you, you're now trained to think, I have nothing. And how can you get something when you have nothing? But fuck that. It's taken me like 26 years to understand that I don't actually need my family to accomplish my dreams and to be who I am in this world. So for anyone out there that is not, that's not got the support of your family, like, fuck them. You can do it without them. God made you, God gave you everything that you have to accomplish your dreams. So continue to do what you're doing and find something to allow you to believe that you can do it. And yeah, nice thing. Thank you. That smiles. Are you still in the thing? I can't say. It. No, keep going. Are you still in the show? Yes. Can I say the show? No. Okay. But it's a West End baby boy. Just, just so you know. <laughs> oh, hi, Georgina. Tarot. Affirmation cards. This is her. Yes. Hey, I'm Georgina, and I just wanted to touch on what you said in the tarot about like showing up as all of you. Mm-hmm. I'm a mum. I've got two beautiful girls, 13 and 10, and I just want to say that it is really important to be all of you all of the time because I could not be any prouder of my two girls. Like they are me, like literally all of me. And when I look at so many other like little black girls and boys of their age who come from maybe different kind of households where they're taught to suppress who they are when they're out in the outside world. I notice that they go through a lot of shit and then don't stand up for themselves because they're always taught that they have to hold themselves down because society don't understand you. I've never taught my kids to hold themselves down. I've always taught my kids, if you know who you are and you know what you're doing is right, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's headmaster, teacher, whoever, you be you. And when I look at my kids, one thing that I can say is my kids are fearless. They are fearless in a way that I could only have wished I could be at 10 and 13. So I just wanted to say it is important, especially if you have kids, to be all of you all of the time. And I feel like that's such a great salient point as well because you have to be who you are. If you're trying to pretend and be what you think a mum is supposed to be, you're just fooling yourself and let the child see who you are as a person and go from there. Come through. Hey. Hi. Hi, I'm Tegan. I'm really quite nervous, I'm not going to lie. Um, I am fangirling heavily right now. Um, I'm basically, I'm in year 13. Um, <laughs> I'm doing politics and I just want to say that you've literally helped me so much like and I just feel like I can argue with white people whenever I want like, <laughs> like if you're in the wrong I'm gonna pull you up on it like I never used to like do that I would let like well they're not my friends anymore but I would let like old friends say reckless shit and no longer so now you body them <laughs> so yeah Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and also, I mentioned you in my personal statement. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see how that goes. <laughs> Woo! Woo, those universities. <laughs> Come through. Hi. 
my name's Moji, and um, some, as someone with sickle cell, I think it's very easy to it's easy to kind of be told to be ashamed of things that you can't control. So I'm here to tell you that you don't have to be like that and you don't have to let any kind of chronic illness kind of restrict you. Um, you can still live your best life. You know, you just have to kind of manage yourself. But yeah, you can still do very well. So yeah, just to tell you Thank you, Mochi. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ha, now we have supermodel extraordinaire. If you are a wash, stormsy video, where he say you should, where he say you should hold it. The girl that was grinding on on him, it was this one. It was it was this one that was doing honey, baby, just honey. <laughs> Hi, my name is Mulan, um, and I just wanted to thank Kalechi for the whole of 2019 for helping me get out of my comfort zone and staying out of it, for being single for a year, oh not yeah. slapping anyone for a year, oh like, the whole year, oh, you're going to get there. <laughs> and um, just being fabulous every Monday, delivering and just being amazing. Thank you so much. Okay, cool. Is it, uh, oh, okay, good. Okay, all right. Come through, come through. Do you know what I love? That my hijabi sisters are here. Yes, repping, yes. Don't, 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 hey. Do, behave yourself. Don't now say that you love it. Where's your own? Where's your own? <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hi. Uh, I'm nervous. I don't do this, so I'm doing it. Uh, I work in retail, and if anyone knows what retail is like, <laughs> this is for all the management who wants to give you wahala for no reason. <laughs> I am not a slave. You will not come and break my head. <laughs> Don't be stressing people just because you can. Your own will come and it will come twice. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> My people. Bad behavior. <laughs> Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. Hi. Hi. So I just wanted to say, I started a new job, and I think this is basically almost every workplace I've been in. When you start, and there's only a few of you that are black, you'll walk around, you'll look at each other, some of you will smile. <laughs> but then, you always get the ones that act like, I don't see you, um, I can't look at you, I can't smile with you this morning, and it really gets on my nerves, because I just think to myself, there's only a few of us black people here, smile at me, say good morning, say my hair looks nice. There's one woman at work that acts like she's, she, she's having a seizure if she sees me. So I just feel like it's really strange how we act like this towards each other, especially black women, can I just say. Obviously, I'm not trying to say beg friend, be friend, friend with everyone, but we're in workplaces, smile, say good morning. And it's one thing that I would really like us to do a bit more, like support each other. Like we don't need to know each other, but we can smile. Um, we can back each other up when we're in meetings. Like if there's only two of you there, why are we enemies why are we trying to fight to be the best and we really need to stop doing it so when you go to work I don't know what your workplaces are like but just 
think about it, it's just as hard as it is for you as it is for them. But I feel like we try and make each other's lives harder instead of supporting each other. And that's one thing that I really think we need to stop doing. Someone said it, but it reminded me of that little Miss Jocelyn episode when she's like, shh. They don't know I'm black. <laughs> Hi. Loving this headscarf. Join me. Um, I just want to say thank you to you because I love the podcast. And sometimes I don't get to listen to it on a Monday because I have a 13 week old baby. And this is my first night out. So, yes. <laughs> I was not going to miss this for anything. Wow. So, where's the child? At home. Close. Close. Because people always ask me that. Where's the child? Where do yeah. you think? And <laughs> Back inside. <laughs> what I wanted to say is. Um, basically, sometimes, like, people's opinions are not needed. Like, throughout my whole pregnancy, like, people kept giving me unsolicited advice oh. that I didn't need. And I like to work out a lot. And people kept saying, are you sure you want to work out? Like, I don't think you should be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that. And it was just very, very, like, testing for me. And I had to try and, like, compress myself. And some people, I had to tell them about themselves as well. And they didn't say anything ever again. So, yes, I just wanted to say thank you to collectors because so our children are like a couple of days apart. Oh, yes. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Oh, <laughs> Hi. This is my poll student. We've had a real journey together. She travels all of the way from East London to come to classes and she's there all of the time and she supported the studio from the very beginning to where it is now. I just wanted to share that with you, a baby girl. So, <laughs> in that regard, I wanted to thank you for creating you. such a lovely space. And, um, sorry, I'm really nervous. Aww. But, um, yeah, I think, um, well, first of all, I didn't think I would be here now because I thought last year was the last one and I missed it. No, 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 no. I, so yeah. you came on stage no, to attack no, me. No, no, no. <laughs> Okay. To say that, um, so it's a great opportunity because last year I missed it. And um, I think um, at this time of the year, you know, like year ends and we all think like, oh, what we could have done, what we could have done more, yeah. less, different, and all the resolution for the next year. Um, and so, yeah, I just, um, I, it's, it's great to be here. And I think sometimes we... We always think like there can be a second time, yes. but sometimes there isn't. So we should just like someone said, say yes more. Yes. yes, um, yes, yes. And um, yeah, you've been very inspirational with everything. Thank you. Um, with your podcast and you. uh, your acting and your directing and your book and your tarots <laughs> and everything. Like multi. Yes. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so you've been very inspiring, and I think. What everyone said resonated with me, and I think it resonates with everyone, because we're like we don't realize, because we always are so focused about ourselves. But I think we we're all the same. Like we share the A same things. Yeah. Um, and my message is, I think we're much stronger than we think or we know we are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>
Thank you. Oh, this is lovely. Okay. I love what this line is. Oh, hi. Mr. Timekeeper, you've now found yourself there. <laughs> Come through. Careful. Join me. Hi. 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 Oh, lovely to meet you. My name is Chandra. I'm here with my two daughters tonight. One of them was a year 13. Was oh, year 13. <laughs> so this is what's great about having daughters. They encourage you. They keep you young. And just like the other lady who had the two children, I've had a glass of wine now, so I'm good. <laughs> I'm feeling more free and easy to talk. <laughs> Mind you, that's not an issue normally. <laughs> As my family will know. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was great. What you said about your daughters it really resonated with me because I've always told my girls, being mixed race, that, you know, they don't have to respect somebody just because they're older than them yeah. or they're in authority if it doesn't resonate with them and it doesn't feel true to their heart then they have to be honest to themselves yeah, yeah. so for me that's really important and I'm a yoga instructor as well and but not just being a yoga instructor for the fitness but for the wellness for me it's a spiritual journey mm -hmm. so anything when my daughters are in um encouraged by the work you do if they find anything i think sometimes i don't want to listen to their parents even though we might have said something yeah, that yeah. was similar yeah. if they can get it from somebody else and they're hearing really good advice from somebody else mm. that's great because what you're doing out here <laughs> thank you. what you're doing is empowering and that's the message i try to do in my yoga mm. to bring lift people up mm -hmm. so Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi. Come through. Careful. I'm loving all this blonde that you guys are serving me. I want shock crop, you know? Hello. I'm Jenea. My two friends, shout out, shout out, Maria. Good book. Um, I just wanted to come up here. I was literally sat there crying from this because this has been amazing. Um, and my ancestors would cuss me out if I didn't come up here and say something. So I'm here. Um, but from someone who has grown up in a predominantly white space, I'm not from London. Um, it's been so difficult growing up and just like knowing myself and know what I can and can't say and the fuckeries that I've allowed to happen. Um, and turning, or oh, 2019, massive year for me, turning point. And it's been amazing, obviously, with your platform and, and the receipts as well. Shout out to you guys. Um, it's just been amazing to see these empowered black women on these platforms telling us we don't have to listen to these people. We don't have to be told we can't. Do you know what I mean? And I think, yeah, it's just been really inspiring. I'm super nervous. Um, but also as well, I've started my, well, the BAME Network at work because there's been some fuckeries that need to be addressed. Um, and all thanks to you and your encouragement. So, yeah, thank you so thank much. You, thank, you. Thank, thank you. you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Woo! All right. Hi. Of course, our good sis Hodan is here. You hear me mention her on the podcast. Hi. Hey. I'm glad to be here. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, I just wanted to come up and like just to say how much I respect and love you. And I really appreciate how 
you know, I've met so many people here tonight who say, oh, you're, you know, Hadan from the podcast, I've heard you mention. So yeah. the fact that you use your platform to empower other women and, and to, you know, reach out and give me your contacts for your photographer, your aid, like whatever I need, you're there. And, you know, and God has blessed my life with you as a friend. And I, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And it would be insincere for me not to, I know I don't want to take up the stage because you've blessed me before by allowing me to come up and share poetry and things on this stage. Because so I, I wanted to leave this space for other people, but it would be unjust I would not be able to go home with my conscience if I didn't come up and say that. And a lot of you have spoken things that have also prompted me to say, it's never too late. Because, you know, I was speaking to someone who posted a picture of a fine, fine dad the other day online. Listen, listen. Order. Order. Your dad. Why? Order, order. Um, ahem, ahem, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary folk, can we, the, my point is, my point is, my, my point is that um, it's something that I always shy away from is, is talking about how old I am. So I was saying to you, look, your dad is my age mate, so I'm not like being nasty by saying to you some man who's old enough, no, I'm 44 and I ain't ashamed of it, you know, I'm 44, I'm, 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 okay. You see what happens when you drink your water, you pray, and you mind your ass clock business. My, 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 John, Jonathan, time me, time me, Jonathan. My, my only point is I've spent my 30s being controlled by uh, people who abuse religion and other things to put me in my place, as it were. I've spent my 30s struggling with personal issues, and I feel like... It's never too late. And I've met people who are, you know, younger than me, older than me, who have blessed my life. And God has found those people and put them in my life. And you're one of them. And I just want to say it's never, ever too fucking late to, to do what you want. Anais and I guess I just want to echo about self-care and listening to your body. Do not let the doctors tell you something is, is right or wrong until you feel it and I can say that and also don't take on other people's nonsense. Yeah. So long story short but I've been carrying a lot of stress throughout this year. 2019 has been a whole madness and I went to, for six months, there was something wrong with my voice. Oh, I felt like it, my singing voice. And they kept saying, you're fine, you're fine, everything's okay. I pushed it, got to an ENT to find out that I have had so much stress that I've been carrying it in my throat, singing through it, and caused myself nodules from stress. So thankfully, um, through an amazing vocal therapist and all that stuff, most of the nodules are gone now. But that's just to say... <laughs> Don't carry other people's stress. It's not worth it. Listen to your body and take care of yourself. Go on solo holidays. They are epic. I've done so many. And also to say thank you to you so much to helping, for helping at least me articulate things that I thought was in my head that was happening at work. And now I've sent some beautiful emails. You know, there's a manager. A manager. A manager's moving mad. I copy-pasted policies. Let's just say management is shook. It's great. Uh, 
And I think the best thing that has come off that is the confidence you've given me. And I was able to, on my own, channel some Annalise Keating vibes. Yes. <laughs> Take the home office to court yes. and win. Amen. Hey, let's go. So who's keeping time on Jonathan? <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Jonathan, a.k.a. Kelechi Stan account. <laughs> I just wanted to say something really simple. Like, I have grown to just openly love black women. We need to do it more so, especially the men that are watching in that camera. People here, I think we all appreciate and lift up black women up. But I think as a whole, love black women loudly, love them proudly. And you guys need, you go through so much that we'll never understand. I'm here to... And I think a lot of us should be here to just give our sisters that support they need. So that mic can really do bits. Wow, you were really there. So, so, <laughs> so now you know how to use it. Jonathan showed you. All right, let's go. Careful of your head, guy. Oh, my heart's beating so fast. I'm quite nervous. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say thank you, Kaleshi, for all that you do. Um, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you um, and the podcast. And one thing it's really helped me with is to let go of this idea that um, I have to always be likable, that we as women, as black women, always have to be likable. Um, like, I think my whole life I've been obsessed with, like, what people think of me and, like, trying to fit in and trying to kind of mold myself into versions of what I think people will like the most. And I'm, I'm tired. I'm done with it. Um, I'm finished. I recently left, I just left a job that I was, that I spent two and a half years at where I put up with a lot of bullshit that I shouldn't have had to put up with, like microaggressions, racism. And what I did do, um, I'm quite proud of myself for, um, I had to send a very gracious, respectful email telling someone about themselves. Okay. Um, and, and I actually had, um, and I actually had support from another management uh, member um, who was like, fully had my back and fully supported me with that. Um, and yeah, Basically, I just want to say, likability is overrated, fitting in is overrated, and I'm still a G, basically, yeah. and we're all Gs. Yeah. So, thank you for all my I honestly believe that likability is just overrated. I'm not saying to go out there and be a prick, but just like, why? Why do you need to be liked? Oh, you're a bit aggressive. Yeah. Thanks. That's it. Own it. Hi. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm Maria. Hi, Kalechi. I just want to say thank you so much for helping me become my authentic self. Um, as a straight-passing queer person, it's been really easy to hide behind assumptions of straightness and, and like, just be with boyfriends and just sort of hide that part of myself, which is a really big part. So, um, yeah, I've just started a relationship with a woman, which is incredible, and I think that I wouldn't have been able to do that a year ago. So... Yeah, it just ties into what you were saying before about blessings coming your way when you're your most authentic self. And honestly, this is the biggest blessing and it's because of the way that I'm treating myself and it's with your assistance. So thank you so much for that. Hi. <laughs> Get up right now, she's doing what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. This is terrifying because you're literally like Beyonce. Um, Beyonce! <laughs> I love you. Um, 
I just wanted to, I was really contemplating whether I should get up or not and just went ahead and did it. But, Go. oh my God, this is so scary. Um, 2019 was the hardest fucking year of my life. I was raised by a white family and have never had my blackness be a thing that was appreciated and it was actually suppressed. And I came to some harsh realizations in January and I thought, fuck it, this is this is it. I need to go out on my own. And I just want to say thank you so fucking much to the black community because you opened your arms to me and you taught me so much about myself and about my heritage and about who I am. And you're absolutely amazing. Um, and you are a massive part of that. And it's been a fucking journey and it's had a lot of rejection from the people that were in my life before who didn't accept my coming out um <laughs> i know <laughs> but honestly um thank you so much because it, it just be yourself like just embrace who you are because like if you just spread your wings and fly you will feel so much fucking better i promise <laughs> want to do a massive massive shout out to my three best friends who have brought me here tonight like I listen to your podcast every Monday I love it I love it I love it and these girls are just oh, Cara just being here obviously it's too much oh. but just so proud of them and everything they do and all the bullshit that they fight every single day like I'm just majorly 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 proud and of all of you today like the confidence of everyone that came up here I was shaking before even Cara spoke but mm. yeah just like well done and thank you and thank, thank you, so you for doing you thank you so I feel like after this late, this person over here, hi, um, we'll say that that's um, it. Good, good, good. All right, cool. Hi, I'm Lisa. I just wanted to say that I had the same experience as the person who just came up before. And when you said that you were going to bring people on, there was a little voice in my head that said, no, that's not for you. And then I had to ask myself, where's that voice coming from? And why is it there? And I've had the same experience of you as you and growing up in very white spaces and not feeling like myself. And a great person once said, it took many years of vomiting up the filth that I had been taught about myself before I believed that I had a right to walk this earth. So I'm just here to say it for me and to say it for you. You have a right to be here and you have a right to be heard. Amina, um, I'm here with my friend Rebecca who put me on the podcast because she's recording. Yeah, shout out to you. Um, we met in a really, really shit job and that pretty much broke us both. Um, and 2019 was also a really uh, 
troubling and hard year for me. I was in a job where I was essentially sort of bullied by my manager. But now I'm making like more money than I've ever made in my entire life. Wow. I'm living my best life. And, and, and go on fucking solo holidays because they're the best thing ever. Yeah? Don't, honestly, don't knock it until you try it. And secondly, shout out to all my Somali girls here because we're really, really, really doing it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to sit down. I'll tell you why. Because I went online to show my friend Shantae's dad and you took him down. Put him back up. Testing, testing. Can yeah. you hear me? Oh, okay. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to say thank you to Kirchi for being... We've met before, but you will remember me, the Chimamanda Reni Edo talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for being your lovely, outspoken self. You make Mondays so much more pe pleasurable. And thank you to the Receipts Girls as well for making Wednesdays yeah. as well. Thank you to all my black podcast queens for like holding it down, for making what was essentially quite, quite a white space. <laughs> it's just like so refreshing and adding like spice and flavor to everything. Like, thank you so much. And another thank you to all the black British women who, when I was coming up, when I was growing up, when I couldn't speak out against the racism and sexism I faced, who like really empowered me, like Yukalechi, for instance, like, Thank you so much. It's like Diane Amber, Rennie, everyone. Like this England will try and break you with its polite racism, but like, like. Like Maya Angelou said, still I rise. Everyone's rising. Thank you. Wow. That was wonderful. How do you feel? Good, good. Remember that. Remember that. So that's the mood for 2020. And actually, the only way, and look at how life works, the only way that this premise actually came to me, it's been sitting on my mind for a while. I went to a receipts podcast, um, a stroke special guest. Yes, I, they had an event um, with special guests, like an event night where you go up and you just say things. And it was so moving because you wouldn't, some people might even come to talk about a business proposal. Other people would share like really incredibly deep things um, about themselves. And I thought, why aren't we doing more of this where no one's telling you what you should be saying? You're just saying it because that's what you want to say. And I'd be thinking, well, say your mind, say your mind. Like I, it shouldn't just be me saying it. And I'm looking at all these emails that I have from people saying, oh, I'm now I'm way more outspoken since listening to the podcast. And that's what I want for all of us. So um, Anais was saying about your, the, everything that was stuck in your throat. And I think that that's what happens. I feel like sometimes physical ailments are reflections of what's happening spiritually. And like, you keep swallowing your words. You keep swallowing your words. The things that you don't say, and they get lodged somewhere. And so you'll find that, that that's what happens. Um, if you don't share the hurts that you have, they stay lodged somewhere. So you find it in your heart, like all of these things. So say the things to free yourself, 
not just for not for other people you're doing it for yourself because otherwise you will feel it physically so thank you for sharing that thank you and uh, that's why I was saying that everything's serendipitous because everything comes back around. Like you're placed in spaces to learn things so you can share it with other people. And I wouldn't have been able to do this had I not gone to that event and I like, paid attention and been like, what is happening here? How are people sharing this space? And we leave here closer, that much closer to each other. And this is how I feel like we affect real change by really seeing each other and our experiences. Because a lot of things, and this I feel like white supremacist, capitalist society will have you believe that we have not much in common or that we, there can only be one seat at the table for us. And why I appreciate, for instance, for so, um, so much for the Receipts podcast being here today is to remind us that there isn't one seat at the table. Like we're all rascal art G's out here. Amen. <laughs> And, and God has said, if there's enough room for all of the stars in the sky, there's enough room for all of us out here. We shouldn't have one person telling us that, oh, no, 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 we can only have one of you. No, we can have all of us because we come in all different shades and all of that. And we should be able to share our experiences. So thank you to everyone who got up and those who didn't, don't worry, because I know that you've taken something from today and you'll go out there and you'll do what you need to do. But next time, yeah. <laughs> so, so um, this week in So You Mad Wow I'll just read the title because you know Then I'll let you do the rest Pinterest and the not pledge to stop promoting Plantation weddings Zola was also among five major websites that said they would cut back on promoting and romanticizing weddings at former slave plantations. Five major websites often used for wedding planning have pledged to cut back on promoting and romanticizing weddings at former slave plantations. Pinterest, The Knot Worldwide, which owns The Knot and The Wedding Wire, and Brides announced Wednesday that they would make a variety of changes, including removing all references to plantations on their sites and prohibiting adjectives like charming, to describe venues where many Af American and Americans' ancestors were once enslaved, tortured, and raped. And on Thursday, Zola said it would remove plantations from its venue listings. De uh, the developments, a number of which were reported um, by other sites, came in response to a targeted campaign by Color of Change, a racial justice organization. Uh, Rashad Robinson, the group's president, said his team had submitted emails in, on, um, in October requesting a dialogue with five companies. You have a multi-million dollar industry that makes money off glorifying sites of human rights atrocities, he said in an interview on Wednesday. For us, that's outrageous. Um, the shift comes amid a public reckoning around the role that government, art, the news media, museums, and schools should play in recognizing the lingering effects of slavery in the United States. Well, I said this on Twitter and I'll repeat it again. I am all here. Tolly, you might want to write it. I want a horror movie. To me, I'm going to laugh my head off. It's going to be a comedy. But I want a horror movie where people go to get married on a plantation. <laughs> and then on the night of the wedding, ancestors just start rolling up. <laughs> Just pop out of nowhere. with them on the beds that they're doing oh babe <laughs> doing nuptials and they're like hi <laughs> so about your wedding today how did you feel about that 
Did you see the blood on the leaves? Did you see any of that? Really get them. I want them to torture them. Kind of like American Horror Story. If they're going to do American Horror Story properly, they need to do something like that. Because I don't know what can possess somebody to know that numerous people have died in this place. They've been tortured in this place, disrespected in this place. And you're you know what, Chad? I think this would be a lovely place for us to get married. I just love the leaves, the trees. It's all so beautiful. No, it's not. It's not so beautiful. There's nothing beautiful about it. So I'm, I'm glad that websites are taking this seriously now because we see it when people talk about the colonial decor. What? So what, are the colonized meant to enjoy it also? It's just really weird, like colonial plantation shutters. Why do you want that? Why do you want to reminisce? I know why you want to reminisce. <laughs> of course, I know why you want to reminisce a time where you had all of the power and you had all of... But it's, it's really, really sick. But I feel like we're moving forward now and people are realizing that things like this can't run. I mean, you can carry on having your um, plantation weddings, but you're not going to get any fucking inspiration from Pinterest now and all of those other websites. You're going to have to go somewhere else and go and put your mood board together. Yeah. <laughs> or your death board, go and put it together elsewhere. But I really just wanted to share that because it's bothered me. And I, I know that there are uh, black people who deem themselves astute, you know, and really high class. And they also like to frequent these um, locations as well. And for them, I'm just like, I just, all, all I want to say is that you're mad. Because sometimes in trying to chase what you think is like whiteness or like the highest form of like really really living you're just disrespecting yourself and you're disrespecting your ancestors so I remember reading about an author she went somewhere I think it was um the Canary Islands or somewhere she went somewhere or Tenerife she went somewhere she was like oh my family and I had dinner at this former plantation it was so beautiful but I find that there are a lot of like upper class Nigerian girls that think that that's a thing like and they love living in the former colonized areas of Nigeria like they they don't even they they even restore the house to how it looked during the time that people were there that shouldn't have been there and you have to ask yourself what kind of Stockholm syndrome are you dealing with that you think that that's okay or, or that you've really done bits you've really done something so I feel like those are the ways that we emancipate ourselves by realizing that there's nothing actually cute about that like really really deep in what's cute about that like why why do you want to um, emulate that thing I even feel some type of way when I go into I think it's H&M that have the cotton plant out and to, why is that now an aesthetic like why is that cute all of a sudden to have like a cotton plant do you know the people who had to pick it like if you had an ancestor that had to fucking die picking those um, plants I don't think you'd be like oh wow it's just so <laughs> fluffy what do you think on the coffee table like nah it's, it's absolutely mad so that was um, that and my other so you mad um, do you know about the oval four yeah, so some of you might not, but um, this week, or yeah, this week, because usually I'm recording, I'm like, this week, last week, um, it's basically, it's been overturned that they had any, that they'd committed any crime, and they were jailed in 1972. So obviously black men, so it remind, it's nowhere similar in terms of the crux of the case in terms of the Central Park Five, but these were people who were again wrongly accused and it was only overturned years and years and years later. So the Oval Four 
were um, jailed in 1972 and they've been cleared um, by Court of Appeal in London. Three men who were convicted nearly 50 years ago on the evidence of a corrupt police officer have finally had their names cleared by senior judges. Upholding an appeal against conviction by Winston True, Sterling Christie and George Griffiths, who, with Constantine Boucher, were part of the Oval Four. The Lord Chief Justice, Lord Burnett, told them, our regret is that it has taken so long for this injustice to be remedied. I'm just going to go back. Three men were convicted nearly 50 years ago. How long does it take you to overturn something that is clearly wrong like it's it's inaccurate it's actually wrong they didn't do anything whatsoever and it's taken this long for it to be remedied it's disgusting and the men who were arrested in march 1972 by a group of undercover police officers at oval underground station and accused of nicking handbags on the tube um they were beaten in the police cells and then charged with attempting to steal theft and assault of the police after a five-week Old Bailey trial at which none of the supposed uh, theft victims appeared and the police relied on highly disputed confessions, all four were convicted and jailed for two years. The arrests occurred when mugging was a high-profile issue and routinely blamed on young black men. Uh, the defendants became known as the Oval Four and the case became a cause celebre, which um, demonstrates uh, with demonstrations and marches in South London where the men lived. Judy Khan, um, for the appellants, described the case as unprecedented and told the court that Derek Ridgewell, the detective sergeant in the, uh, in the British Transport Police who had led the arrest, had himself been jailed after his conviction in 1978 of conspiracy to steal mailbags. So he went to jail in 1978 for stealing mailbags, where he was there um, accusing other people in 1972 of stealing handbags. When I tell you that people are mad, they're mad. I'm just glad that they've, um, justice has been served, but um, they, well, he died um, from what I'm reading here. He died in 1982 after serving a seven year sentence for stealing mailbags or whatever. Um, but I just think it's really, really interesting when we're talking about something that happened in 1972, but we're still finding it now. This is why I say like language has power, words have power. So when you're talking about something, when you've, everyone throws about knife crime, knife crime, knife crime, yes, we know that there is something happening here, but definitely it's not being treated as like a public health issue. It's being treated like a criminal issue. Are you asking yourself why these young people would be doing this and whoever's doing this to themselves? Um, are we talking about PTSD? Are we talking about the fact that you've cut down funding on community projects that would allow are you talking are you dealing with unconscious bias of the teachers that are entering into the system we're not dealing with any of these things but we're looking at the um after effects and being like that's the thing but you're not looking at what all the things that could have caused it and so mugging was a really big thing and Renier Edo Lodge talks about it and why I'm no longer talking to white people about race how that term was racialized mugging didn't um you know it wasn't used to talk about white people it was very Americanized and it was to talk about black people in a way that it was used to talk about African Americans and so we decided that we were going to have a fervor with it over here which is why this America Britain kind of lovey lovey that they're doing with each other it's a problem because it's just about carrying over injustice from over there, repackaging it and giving it to us over here. And if you um, bear in mind as well that they are 
for real, for real, trialing, um, you know, everyday police having guns, like they're for real doing that. So wherever you can um, speak out against it, do. Because we know the people who are going to be disproportionately affected by them having these guns are the same people who are disproportionately um, affected by stop and search and all of that as well. So that got me. I'm really glad that now after 50 fucking years that that's been overturned and it's been proven that, you know, they're innocent and we've known that they're innocent. It just wasn't reflected in the records. And now it's been reflected in the records. We don't want more of this to continue happening because when will that be overturned exactly? And there's still many more cases I'm sure that's been just left to the wayside, but at least we know about this. So that was my next So You Mad. Now I'm moving on to Straw of the decade. It's a massive one. It's a massive one. Uh, Tories, yes. Yes. So I've got a couple of emails that I decided I really liked and I would share those um, for the nomination for straw of the year slash decade. And then I've got my one who, that I've chosen. So, all right, we'll start here. It says here, hi, Kalechi, I hope you're doing absolutely amazing. I firstly want to commend you on being just the baby girl who calls out fuckery and hands out straws where they're needed. Not all heroes wear capes and um, know that we will stand with you no matter what. Thank you, guys. And also thank you for the Instagram. All of you big up yourselves. Thanks for that. Um, Now, for the reason of sending you this email, I would like to nominate the Netherlands. (laughs) The entire... (laughs) The entire Netherlands. I would like to nominate the Netherlands and their joke of a government for straw of the year. I'm not sure if you're aware, but the Netherlands have this tradition called Sinterklaas and Svart Piet. Um, Sint Nicholas and Black Piet, which is celebrated each year. It's basically Father Christmas accompanied by white people who make their faces black put on a curly black wig with red lipstick and massive hoop earrings and entertain the kids by doing silly stuff and acting stupid or for laughs. I can almost hear you rolling your eyes, but no, it's not a joke. The black community have been demonstrating against this for quite some years now and are slowly making some progress. But with that, the racism and the violence against black people demonstrating has really been amped up. A few weeks ago, a group of anti-Black Pete activists were attacked while having a meeting, and we can only thank God that no one got hurt or even killed. Black people are at risk of losing their job if they speak out against Black Pete. And yesterday, a Black mother was told that her two-year-old child is no longer welcome at the daycare because of her opinion and concern about Black Pete. The fuckery is seriously out of control, and the only thing our Prime Minister had to say is, Black Pete is Black. And what is black should stay black. This is not a political issue. So you can only imagine how hostile the environment is at the moment. I've included some links for you to have a look. Thank you, TM, for sending that through. Why? Why? I mean, I just, I don't have the desire to want to paint my face any other color. I don't, I don't, I just, I just don't get what the desire is is but obviously we know that it's rooted in racism and um the constant mockery of blackness um and so why why don't you just not wear the face paint and just be silly still but no because you have to come and and this is another thing i want us to consider those of you who like to go to amsterdam i'm not saying any names but you're at the back of that room (laughs) 
Our Amsterdam goers. So, those of you who like to go to Amsterdam, and I know that you enjoy yourself, you want to go and do enjoyment, everything, just understand that also you're making robust an economy that doesn't like blackness. So, I mean, I don't know where you go and get your marijuana after that, but, but, <laughs> but what I'm just asking you to deep is that Sometimes our enjoyments and our lifestyles are so inextricably linked with our very own oppression. And we have to start kind of considering how exactly do we go about still living our lives, still enjoying the things that we want to enjoy while not contributing to an economy that hates people that look like you. Um, and we, they get a lot of money through this tourism thing. And we know that, you know, it's, it's, it's the legalization of the cannabis that you can get there and also sex work and stuff that's been regulated, as they claim, um, that allows for people to go there and keep helping them with their economy. But the average people who live there aren't even respected. So what do we do now? I don't understand why it's still a tradition. And one thing I will say is that um, I had a meeting with Instagram when my page came down, after my page came down, and that was great. Um, and um, one of the things that we've been discussing are the other ways that, and the things that can be taken down offline that don't need to be there anymore. And one of the things is this blackface crap. But I guess it's probably going to take a while for things like that to manifest or for us to see it on the site. But it's just considering that the more we speak out, even if it looks like something isn't happening straight away, these corporations, organizations are taking note of the fact that we don't like it. And eventually maybe we'll see it that you know reflected and that's why i think also like we said about the plantation thing because people called it out and said actually this is fucked the, the, you know these websites had to do something about it so your voice isn't meaningless like also nobody can give you a voice you already have a voice you're just encouraged to use it more so use your voice and get the things changed that you want changed like that's what we all need to remember so that's uh thank you tm for sending that in my next nomination um, here we go. It says here, hi, Kalechi. Hope you're well. Congratulations on your marriage. I just wanted to say how amazing your podcast is. Um, it's been a soundtrack to my maternity leave and I look forward to Mondays each week. So my nomination for straw of the year slash decade is white women. Wait, let me land. Let me land. So my nomination for straw of the year slash decade is white women. I know this might sound strange as I am one. <laughs> I know this might sound strange as I am one, but as a group of people, we are seriously problematic. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many reasons why I wanted to nominate white women, but here are just a few. Number one, mother of demons. <laughs> she herself is a racist white woman. Her white women followers who try to dismiss her actions as a bit silly and try to get you banned. And even those who, when I wrote about how angry I was on Twitter, tried to tell me that reverse racism exists. Um, no. Number two, the constant dismissal of black women's experiences. 
I was watching a video recently posted by at Liate, um, Liata May, um, where black women were explaining their experiences of maternity services to an audience of doulas, and one piped up to say, not all white women. This is a time to listen and stay silent. Yes, it might make you uncomfortable, but it's not your place. Three, Trump. <laughs> we know that countless white women voted for him, preferring a sexist, racist man over one of their own. Four, and on that note, if Boris gets in, we all know who will have voted for him. <laughs> Five, it's always white women who touch and comment on my daughter's hair. Watching the Vitamin D Project's pro um, stories on this subject really brought it home how problematic this and how much um, this is and how much Afro hair is fetishized. There are countless more reasons and I really hope that this doesn't come across like I think I'm perfect. I'm definitely not and I still have lots of learning slash unlearning work to do, which is why I love your podcast so much as I learn and laugh all in the same episode. I wish you all the best for 2020 and hope the live show goes well. Thank you. Can you see your age mates? No, that's wonderful. And I and it always gives me a sense of like comfort when I hear white women calling out other white women because I feel like that should be where it's at. Like I shouldn't be doing it for you because all I'm going to get is backlash and defensiveness. It's on you to do that. Like I am trying to stay alive out here. And so and we see what happens when you call things out like my Instagram page getting taken down for what? For me just saying, oh yeah, well, you know, um, as somebody who's had very shit experiences um, with midwife, midwives and just like the medical um, industry generally, I'm calling that out and I'm saying how it's weird that this person is an online troll um, and they're also a midwife. Well, how is that, you know, grounds for being like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's take down her page. Like that's how much a lot of white women do not want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear it. So I feel like it's not my duty to educate them. You know, and I don't even have access to those spaces, nor do I want access to those spaces. So it's, all, it's on other white women to do the work. And the reason I say that is because our experiences continue to be not heard. And we're told that our experiences aren't commercial enough to thrive. Like I'm out here, for instance, working on my project that I want to birth and bring into the world. And I'm having white corporations that I've been shown this project going, no, we just don't think it's going to resonate with many people. But I've, I'm, I've, I've got a platform that tells me that it does resonate. I've got so many, so many things that prove that people want this and not just black women, other women, other people want to be able to know what we are going through because they also want to have this cohesive existence and you're denying them that. And the only reason you can be denying them that one, because of your discomfort, but also because you want to maintain white supremacy. That's the only way. Don't try and tell me that, oh, well, the way that she's conveyed it, I don't really understand. It's very clear. It's very clear. But you want to play dumb. You know, so I feel like that's also part of my tiredness right now, knowing that there are projects that so many of us want to put out there and gatekeepers are like, no, we just don't think it's going to resonate. And we shouldn't have to be forced to find guerrilla tactics to get these things out. We should also have the same like access that everybody else has. But we'll say, like we always say, we move, you know. Um, my nomination for straw of the decade, century, whatever, is George Zimmerman. So for those who don't know who um, uh, George Zimmerman is, um, 
he killed Trayvon Martin. He shot him dead, an unarmed black teen in 2012. And, you know, it's just another one of those cases of, although he was some kind of a botched job security, whatever he was, um, police brutality is because people are representing um, this authoritative figure um, and they're using it to kill young black boys, black people across the board. So George and his pussyclart self has decided that he wants to sue um, Trayvon Martin's family for a hundred million dollars. He claims that he wants this for damages because he feels like it was defamation of character when they were upset, rightly, that um, he killed their son. So, yeah, auctioned it. Yeah. So, I'll just read you out the bits. It says here, George Zimmerman, the former neighborhood watchman who was acquitted of killing unarmed Florida teen Trayvon Martin in 2012, has filed a lawsuit against the late teen family and others. He's seeking more than 100 million in damages. The lawsuit filed Wednesday in Florida State Court accuses uh, Martin's parents, their attorney and others of orchestrating a defamatory attack on him that says that he um, that he says that led to his unjust arrest and prosecution for the 17 year old's death. He shot him. Um, attorney Ben Crump, who represented the Martins in the murder case and is one of the 11 defendants in Zimmerman's lawsuit, dismissed the allegation saying that against him and others on Wednesday as unfounded and reckless. It truly is reckless, like you're a madman. It says here, I have every confidence that this unfounded and reckless lawsuit will be revealed for what it is. Another failed attempt to defend, uh, to defend the indefensible and a shameless attempt to profit off the lives and grief of others. Um, he said in a joint statement with the Martin's parents, um, the black teenager was visiting his father at a gated community in Sanford, Florida, when he was fatally shot during an altercation with Zimmerman, who is white, after walking within the development on the night of February 26, 2012. Zimmerman was initially cleared of wrongdoing by police who labeled it as a, self, um, as a case of self-defense. But Trayvon Martin was walking away. Um, Zimmerman's lawsuit claims Martin's family went on to conspire with prosecutors to unjustly blame him for the teen's death. You shot him. His, um, his lawsuit largely focuses on the murder trial's key witness, Rachel Gentel, who is one of the defendants in his suit filed by attorney, um, attorney Larry Clayman, who founded the conservative activist group Judicial Watch. They're mad. Um, <laughs> Gentile was not Martin's girlfriend, but was instead an imposter and fake witness who, was, who had been coached to lie about her relationship with Martin and the call she said she had with Martin moments before he was shot, Zimmerman, um, Zimmerman's suit claims. Um, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, the state of Florida, and HarperCollins Publishers, oh, inter interesting that, that they publish, okay, um, are, also, are also named as defendants in the case. HarperCollins is being sued over its publishing of a book by Crump that Clayman claims contains false, misleading, and defamatory statements about Zimmerman. Zimmerman's lawsuit states, wait for it, wait for it, because there's somewhere I'm going. Zimmerman's lawsuit states that he has endured constant death threats, <laughs> including an attempted shooting in 2015. And... <laughs> Remember, I keep telling you, 
there's no such thing as trying. It's either you're doing or you're not doing. And that he has suffered severe loss of reputation, goodwill, past, present, and future loss of income, earning, and other financial damage as a result of the murder charges against him. I'll just pause there and say that this is why you don't let motherfuckers off. Because now they have the chest to believe that they've got a case. Because of the the, the fucked up nature of the judicial system in um, America, he now truly believes that he has a case. And because they acquitted him, so he's now like, well, you know, everyone owes me my money for for accusing me of that. But you shot him in the back. How is it self-defense if you shot somebody in the rascal back? So um, the the one that really ended me that I had to lie down on the floor for. His suit also notes his inability to date with him (laughs) with him having been kicked off several dating websites. Just to, just to finish that off, in 2013, he was arrested. That's a year after killing Trayvon. In 2013, he was arrested for allegedly assaulting and pointing a gun at his then-girlfriend. He was, again, arrested in 2015 for domestic aggravated assault. Charges in both instances were dropped. You know when you just do equation? But it's not adding up. What does he have to do? What does this guy have to do for you to just bury him under the jail? Like, what what more does he have to do? He has to kill a a white man. He has to kill a white man because he's out here pointing guns at his white girlfriend's and nothing's happening. He's brucking them up left, right, center. Nothing's happening. He has to kill a, a fellow white man for them to take him seriously. I just want, as our collective energies are here, that George Zimmerman will not see anything good in 2020. Because the family are suffering enough. Like, they have lost their... Like, they are suffering enough and they don't feel like justice is even being served. And you have the fucking effrontery, you have the fucking temerity, you have the fucking goal to now say to them, oh, actually, and by the way, I want $100 million. Who do you think you are? The guy from The Spy Who Shagged Me. I don't understand, like, who... Who is that? I want $50 million. All right, that's... That's what I just... It's... It's abs- it makes it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because this is how like black lives are just not respected, not valued. For someone to do something like that, like so you have to have a specific level of evil to be like, I haven't done enough. I'm gonna go back and torment them some more. Maybe people don't want to date you because you're a dickhead. Maybe your profile picture doesn't bang. Like. Because I doubt that he's using his full name on the site. You're not using like George Zimmerman on the site. No, he's probably using something like GZ, 
Baby, never baby boy. God forbid. But he's probably using something on the side and they just look at his picture and they just swipe like, you're not cute. Your edges are uneven. You know, like, you're not dusty. So they might just not want to date you. Why have you now made that my problem? Why is it now my problem that nobody wants you? Yeah. So now, so he's basically what is in incel. Is that what they call them? Involuntary celibate. Yeah, well, that... <laughs> so to me, like, there are so many people I could have chosen, but for me, that is my straw of the decade because that is... That is peak white male privilege. Like, that is peak white supremacy at work where you can end somebody's life unjustly. There's no just way to end somebody's life. But you can do that to someone. You can take a young, um, young boy's life. You can take it and still come back and be like, you still feel entitled to more. To more on top of that. Like, what... Like, it's, it's really, really disgusting. Even, you know, obviously, Amber Geiger could have been there as well. That she was now doing her tears and then, um, you know... Um, both of John's brother that was just like, I forgive you. I want you to. Somebody mentioned earlier about like not needing to be likable. We also don't need to forgive if we don't want to. Do it. Do it if you really, really want to. If it, but don't feel like that's the only way for you to free yourself. There are numerous ways for you to free yourself. And first of all, it's not lying to yourself that you need to forgive any motherfucking body. You don't need to forget anyone. When you're ready to do so, cool. But if you don't want to, you don't want to. This speed that black people need to use to forgive is what's mad. And, you know, even Trayvon Martin's family being wheeled out to come and talk about this. This is what it causes. No, be angry. Own your anger. Own it. Own it. Because so much has been done to you. You have every right to be angry. Until you own that, you'll be stuck on this ground. You will not be able to fly. Someone mentioned with beautiful earrings that we should be flying. Right? We won't be able to fly if you're still trying to do all of the things that people are, have put in place simply to hold you down. Don't have it. So... That's that. Yeah. Right. So, from my calculations, we have time for exactly five questions. It's called a Q&A. No statements. No life stories. Nothing that's cloaked as a question, but it's not really a question. Yeah. Simply, simply five questions. All right? Jonathan, you got your mic? Destin, yeah. Okay, cool. So, five, go. Where have we got our people? Because you've all gotten on stage and you've shared your bits. <laughs> so you now feel like somehow... Wait, I have a statement, though. You have a statement? No, you've been Black Panther too, no? Marvel, it's coming. Can we manifest that for Kalechi? But let's, let's hope. So if you know people, just get them to be doing everything that they need to be doing behind the scenes. Yes. All right. No questions? We good? Someone's doing, um, Aisha, is that you? Oh, yeah, Aisha's got a question. So what has been your highlight of the second year of Say Your Mind podcast? Oh, highlight of the second year. Um, I think... The highlight has to be being able to come on and announce the pregnancy. And then obviously with Lev being here now, because it would have been a shame to just leave things as they were, you know, with that 
And sometimes that is, that's usually, sometimes that is the end of the story. That's okay too. But it was great that I, I wanted to be able to bring joy back. And, you know, we're talking about that. Um, um, it was mentioned earlier with this beautiful um, picture that it's not just about anger and pain and struggle all of the time. Why don't we also share our joy? Um, and we can only access that, I guess, by going through the anger, embracing the anger and channeling it to something more worthwhile. Um, it means that we can embrace our joy more fully. So I'm, I, that's been the best part for me, being able to come back on a podcast, especially for the dickhead who decided that they were going to comment on the YouTube post and write what they wrote. So it's, it's great to be able to come back and say what you meant for bad, God used for good. Can you see your life? And I feel like those same people now, I think maybe, the, if I'm guessing right, the people who actually put it, they're pregnant. So I wish you well. But me, genuinely, I wish you well because pregnancy is no fucking joke. It is tough out here. And I wish them all of the blessings and protection through that time because I won't do what you did to me. Like, you were clearly lacking in love. And that's why you would do such or write such. But it is what it is. So for me, yeah, definitely, it's been able to come on line and say hey yeah and and do the empress photo shoot like this year has been sick it's been sick it's been uh, the best year of my life and it, it it's great that it's like three three as well as my 33rd year and like just amazing blessings and lev being the biggest one and i feel like you have to be protective of your blessings so i know for instance that the woman who like did the photos and stuff she's not too happy rotty shh um she's not too happy about the fact that you know i didn't want her to put the pictures up like she wanted to promote herself not with my child's face you know and you've got plenty of other faces that you can use but i need to protect my peace and when you've got dickheads online who are like oh she should focus on her polish baby if i spin if i rock your fucking jaw now That's it. If I now make your joy go, oh, what will now happen? So, like, I feel like it's brought out a new sort of ferocity within me, but it's also reminded me that there is an urgency for us to make this world better. Not that I wasn't, I didn't care before. I obviously cared. That's why I was doing the podcast. But now more than ever, I realize that I can't, like the Seven of um, Swords is showing, I can't continue to play small and as big as people think I am I'm a scaredy cat a lot of the time I'm scared a lot of the time I was in a meeting this week and um a woman said to me oh you know um you're just so fearless I just love how fearless you are and I'm like no 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 like I'd be dumb to not have some fear look at the society that we exist within and how um black people are just getting got left right and center and how women's bodies aren't respected like whether that be um cisgendered women trans women like your bodies aren't respected the moment you align yourself with that femininity and that's what you know to me that that's what's extremely mad about all of it um and it's it's so important to me now that I have to be a lot um, show up in the world as more of myself, um, regardless of what that looks like. And um, she said, oh yeah, you know, you're, you're so fearless, you're so fearless. No, I'm not. I remember, and this is why I love tarot so much, and this is why I love God so much, and I'm always trying to reconcile my Christianity with tarot, because I'm always reminded that I'm inherently divine. And as we all are, we're, we're all a spark of God's flame. Every single person here, you're here for a reason, whether you're working at the bar, whether, like, everyone was placed here for a reason tonight, Right? And it's to remind you of your innate divinity. And I guess that's part of the problem that I have with um, religion 
or maybe it's just um, looking at the Catholic religion, but I don't think it is. A lot of it tells you that you're naturally sinners. You're a sinner and, you know, you're not worthy, but God loves you anyway. No, no, no. I believe that it's because I'm worthy that God loves me. And it's because God loves me that I am worthy. Like it's an endless cycle, you know, that eternity sign. It all plays into each other. I think when you have a religion that keeps telling you that actually you don't deserve this, but it's been given to you anyway. What does that tell you about yourself? It's actually not reinforcing. It's not as uplifting as you think it is. It's telling you that you don't deserve shit, but due to us just being so gracious, here you go. And where does that play out in society? You have a white supremacist benevolency that tells you you're not deserving of this, you savage, but you're being given it anyway. So you have to break those things because they're inextricably linked to the religions. And I think specifically like more Abrahamic religions, it's more linked to those things. You are worthy. And so therefore, if I'm inherently divine, because I'm made in God's image, where there is divinity, there can be no fear. Yeah, it, they, they don't exist. When God was creating the world in seven days, a, a Paz, um, <laughs> didn't go, oh, oh my God, I'm so scared. Like, what if, don't know why God's cockney. Uh, <laughs> just so scared. Like, what if the lights don't work in that? <laughs> God was just like, and it just and it just happened like you can't be scared with the, the same surety that um, that the universe had when you were manifested like and it's the same surety that the universe had when the stars came out and everything came out and everything came into play like you are just as sure as all of those things so there's no reason to fear when you are just as sure as everything that already exists so like i don't have to be fearless i can be fear aware but i'm still divine regardless and as we all are okay just because you're such a positive influence to all of our lives how do you get through dark moments Ooh. i vent a lot i vent a lot about the person i vent to you know sometimes i'll i'll voice note my good sis hold on over here i'm like so this bitch <laughs> But, you know, there's only so much I share because I'm also very um, introverted. So, then, so to me, this is like a massive thing. I'll probably be out for like three days recovering because it's a massive use of my energy. Like I, I tend to stay by myself a lot. Um, and that's why the po podcast is solo because I prefer to be by myself. Um, but the person that probably gets me through the most is my baby brother at the back there. <laughs> Like, we, there's a nine-year age gap between us, but he is, like, honestly, the highlight of my life. Before Lev came along, that was, like, the absolute sauce. You're still the highlight, but no, no, no I, I, he's honestly the highlight of my life. Like, and obviously, I love my um, immediate younger brother as well, but there's just a certain kind of, like, union that he and I have, and I've been able to share, like, my absolute lowest moments with him, and he's always just holding space for me. And I see that the man he is becoming and, you know, that he's growing into. And it makes me so proud that if my vulnerability has done anything, it's put somebody in the world who is caring and who is just incredible. So, yourself. So, like, he, he's the one that gets all of my eccentricities. He gets all of my, like, irrational things. Like, I'll send him a screenshot on something. I'm like, I'm about to go mad. And he's like, no, no, no. This is what I think is, you know. And we'll talk about it. And he's honestly, like, the funniest person I know. But apart from him, then I have my therapist, 
who I go to. Emma, big up yourself, Emma. She's not here, but, you know, Emma, wherever she is. And I've recommended her. You can find her on ineedtherapy.co.uk. She has been amazing because she isn't one of those therapists who just sit back and just let you talk. Like, that works too. Cool. But Emma will challenge me because she knows that I'm capable of critical thinking and, and, and pushing me to, to really consider things. That's not to say she denies my experiences or anything like that. But she will say, I invite you to consider this perspective. What do you think about this? And um, I, I really, really appreciate that. And she, you know, like I'm a personal trainer and I've had people come to me during their pregnancies to get fit for their pregnancy and the birth. She was my sort of emotional, spiritual, mental personal trainer to prepare me for birth because as somebody who's been through or was abused, sexually abused as a child and things, people don't consider how sexual birthing is, vaginal birthing. They don't consider that, especially if that's previously been a site of trauma. Um, everyone wants to talk to you about the, the myth of mother, that you're always just so goddess-like and just push this baby out. But if you are someone that's been through trauma, going through that process can cause you a lot more trauma um, so because I was preparing myself for this, having Emma to kind of talk through those things with meant that I was able to go through that process. And even when the midwives were moving mad, I understood it to be the blessing that it was and that it is, you know, and I came out of it feeling so empowered and so powerful and, and just amazing like you just don't know that you're capable of doing such like creating an entirely new human being and looking after that human being it's wild but she prepared me for the vaginal um, TMI. Um, but the vaginal transition, because for so many people who haven't ever spoken about their trauma, that's when postnatal depression kicks in because they haven't spoken to anybody about it or other people have told them it's not that big a deal or you're a slag or you're this or they downplay that trauma. So when they now go through that experience, they feel that even more that that's a site of um, just violence. And that's not what we want for, for people. So that's why um, that's what got me through that so therapy my brother um i enjoy and god obvi obvi yeah that's that's i would say that's what it is for me oh there oh lisa congratulations lisa thank you <laughs> lisa's so a sick pole dancer as well fyi she's great it's <laughs> not polling right now but yeah so it really struck me, you know, when, when I was looking at the numbers, like being pregnant and stuff mm. and, and realizing that your risks of like stillbirth or like various complications mm. go up twice if you're black. And, you know, if like almost five times. Twice. Five times. Five times. You're saying stillbirth. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Like, why is that? I mean, it's uh, nobody could answer. I asked the midwives and they were like, oh, we don't know. It's just the statistics. Mm. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's yeah. a lot. Like, what is the reason? I don't know if you've looked into this, but... There, there, there's, there are many um, reasons. So when you're talking about stillbirth specifically, yeah, I think that, again, it's racialized. You know, we can't talk about the medical or the healthcare industry without talking about racism. Yeah, because, and I was writing about this recently, which is why it's interesting to me that um, people believe that people don't want to read things like this because I break it down very, very clearly. If we're looking at where, where science began and we're looking at eugenics and we're looking at all of these things, yeah? And so we had um, the first book that introduced us to the idea that of blackness, um, I think it was System Nature or whatever, that basically said that white people are this and they're wonderful and black uh, people are this. And those words 
were given to us, Black, White, and another book followed after that. These were the esteemed scientists of the time. And, you know, then some of them were doing craniology and things like that. And we're like, oh, well, look, just because of the size of your head as a black person, you're less intelligent than this person or the shape of your skull and things like that. So that then becomes the foundation of medicine and the healthcare industry as we know it. Speculums, things like that, that people use casually day to day to day. Who were they tested on first to even see that they would work? Black women's bodies like and blacks, enslaved black women. So they would do this and they'll try it out on them. So some of the medical advances that we have, we would not have had if they're not being tested out on black bodies first. And that just goes to show you how the, the, the very abusive dynamic that blackness or black bodies have with science and medicine. So when you say, oh, um, why are there twice as likely to be um, stillbirths with black um, children or black babies? It's because we're viewed as science experiments all of the time. I know that, you know, women generally throughout pregnancy aren't believed and, you know, birthing people aren't believed throughout the whole process and things like that. But specifically, black women, black birthing people, that's where the problem lies because you've been conditioned to believe that we're experiments. You've been conditioned to believe that whenever we talk about our pain, we're lying about it. Oh, they, they, they can handle more pain than they're claiming. You know, and so the things like that continue. So when they say to you, oh, I haven't felt the baby kick or I haven't felt this, I haven't felt that. No one's listening. No one's listening because black women's uh, bodies just don't seem to matter. But I think that through reports that are coming out and through people speaking about it more and more, I hope that things like that change because we all deserve to have safe pregnancies. It's the scariest fucking time. Of, like it humbles me. I thought I was a strong motherfucker. Then, then I experienced pregnancy. I was like, raw, matting, matting. Um, and even now, when I think about the, the whole birth, I can't believe I made it through that because the level of pain is mad. But somehow you process it and you're just like, I can do this. I can do this. And you do. You do. You just you 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 are feeling it, but you get through it. But to experience that level that you've probably never experienced before and come through it you're like I'm a G but it would have been great to have the medical professionals who were also there um, encourage me in that way but I know that it comes back to the same reason that we've got those stats that my body isn't respected and some black midwives and nurses and doctors have also internalized this about black bodies too and they they believe it to be true so they they perpetuate it and and yeah it's sad but I think at the helm of it is racism Honestly. Oh, that was three. That was three. Four. All right. We're getting there. Go on. So you've obviously taught us a lot, but okay. equally you've probably learned a lot. Yeah. So what would be your biggest takeaways of the decade or life lesson or a surprising sort of important thing that you've learned throughout this journey off, offline and online? Offline and online. Um, you are enough. I think that that's the, that's, the, that's the lesson that has been my biggest lesson of the decade. You don't realize, I think, because when people come across as like funny, confident or whatever, like you think that, oh, they're just fine. You know, they're just great. But I have a strong thing of not thinking that I'm enough. Like I'm not doing enough. I'm not being enough. I'm, you know, constantly chasing. I don't know whether it's our households or whatever we grew up in or just this society generally. But um, it's taken therapy to remind me that I am enough 
And I constantly have to keep reminding myself. And where that plays a major role is asking for money. That is where, like, honestly, there are other things that I can probably be like, but, 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 but when it comes to money, I, I'm, I'm fucking shit at demanding, not even asking, demanding for what I know I'm worth. Somebody will ask me, make an inquiry like, oh, I want to book this. I want to book you for this. And I'm just like, oh, I, mm, I, but what if I put that price? They're going to think it's too much. And they what? put the price. Put, put it down. And that's probably not even what you're worth. But you're just putting down something anyway. Just put something down. And I just said it as a throwaway comment in therapy one time that, yeah, I just don't tend to like ask for the amount that I know that I deserve because this society, they always knock it down and blah, blah, blah. And Emma just badgered me the entire session. But why do you think that? Why don't you think? And at the, how, you know, when we broke it down, when we got to the real bottom of it, it's that I don't think that I'm enough for that thing that I'm asking for. And it's like we said in the tarot today, like you're out here wanting all of these massive blessings, but until you believe that you are worthy of those blessings, you're going to struggle to um, embrace them because they're there. The blessings are actually already here. God doesn't take the piss like that. Like, oh, I'll let you wait five years for your blessings. No, the blessings already here, but you have to be the person that can take it. And there's this sense of, just not feeling deserving. Like so many amazing things have happened to me. Like even when I booked, you know, the Work It series, I didn't go to look for them. They came to look for me and they were like, we want to do this TV series with you. But the entire time I kept thinking, oh, what if they suddenly change their mind and they're like, oh, she's not as um, experienced as she, you know, as we thought she was with, per, you know, being a personal trainer, or whatever. Even though I know the amount of shit that I know in terms of fitness, in terms of bodies and what I've put into, for instance, the pole dance studio and everything, I still was like, oh, maybe imposter syndrome. Still thinking that, oh, I don't deserve to be here. So that's been my biggest lesson that whenever things feel tough, just remembering that I'm enough. And sometimes when family members do things, when loved ones do things, not taking it personally, thinking, oh, well, they've done that because I'm not enough. No, they've done that because that's what they fucking decided to do. Whatever they've done to themselves or they're doing to other people or they've even done to you, they've done that because of who they are, not because of who I am. Yeah, so yeah, I definitely think that message of the decade is that I am enough, we are enough, and we should go into the world remembering that. Last one. Hi, Kalipchi. Hi. Um, so um, when I was up there, I was talking about um, not giving any fucks yes. and telling you like how I feel. Mm-hmm. How do you do that in a professional manner? Because my background is in education and I can't tell everybody to fuck off. Yeah, yeah. So um, how have you ever walked away or have you ever told anyone to fuck off to their face knowing that your job was on the line? And did you have anything else secured so that you didn't fuck up your bag? <laughs> so There's only so much that you can have at the end of the day. And as much as, and I feel like this is why it's important to have these spaces because realistically, the people we are in this society, there is only so much that we can say out loud, you know? And we, we have to be very smart about how we navigate ourselves because at the end of the day, we still got bills to pay and there's certain governments that even want to, you know, go down even harder or come down even harder on those things that we've already got going on. So you have to just play it smart. But the best fuck you that I love with all of my heart, I'm sorry you feel that way. Oh, hiya, Shardy. 
need to take this anyway whatsoever. <laughs> it's just a quick one, just a quick one. I noticed that, I noticed that I asked you to send this to me on Friday by the end of play and it's now Monday 10am and I still haven't received it. Honestly, I don't mind, don't mind. Just wanted to check when I'm likely to get that. Hi Sally. Unfortunately, I had other deadlines to meet and those had to take priority on this occasion. I'll be sure to get that to you as soon as possible. Best, Kelechi, a.k.a. Sade. <laughs> Hi, Sade. Not a problem at all. Don't mind when you decide to get it to me. Ha, ha, ha. Don't mind. It's perfectly fine. But I am a bit disappointed that I hadn't received it sooner. Hi, Sally. I'm really sorry you feel that way. Best collection, <laughs> aka Sade. <laughs> I'm sorry you feel that way. It's so incredibly passive aggressive because I'm just sorry that you feel that way. I will continue as I have been doing. When it happens is when it happens. It's really that simple. Because language is so beautiful in the way that you can use it, where you can use bare words, but you've committed yourself to nothing. <laughs> that is the energy that you should be going for. Just commit yourself to nothing. Bare pleasantries. Because then, if they have sense, they'll clock what you've just done there. And they won't push it because British people like to be too polite. They're not going to push you any further. What you said is what you said, and you said nothing. <laughs> So that is it for this show. Thank you all so, so much for being here. Like, I appreciate you so much. I don't think you understand what it means to me. I know that this podcast, as I've been told by the corporations, is very niche. Um, as it, a pass. Um, but so it means the world to me that you see me, that you hear me, that you tune in and you're always showing me support. That the fact that you, whatever you could have done today, you decided to be here to share your time, your voice, your heart with me. Um, I wish you every, every success in 2020. Whatever it is that you're fearing, remember that you are divine and you will manifest, you will create all of those things. They, they're already in existence, but you will draw them to you at the time that, you, that it's most aligned to you. Just remember that, that things come to you when you're most aligned to receive them. So are you in alignment to receive the blessings that you have asked for? Always bear that in mind, that nothing should come before it's time. I do not serve a God that will give me things before it's time, that before it's ripe, yeah? You'll get it when, it's, when you're most aligned to it. And that's why I wish for every single one of you. Thank you so, so much for coming. So... For one final time, this, well, well, you'll have another podcast, but for this show, I have been Kalechi Okafor, and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? Say Your Mind! Yeah! Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sippy, yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind